You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, broadcasting on the Broadway Podcast Network. On today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am recording at the Green Room 42 with Broadway World's top female cabaret artist, Joan Ryan, and award-winning director, Will Nunziata. Today, we are talking about Joan's new one-woman show, which will be debuting at the Green Room 42 on Saturday, March 7th at 9.30 p.m. So stay tuned. Hi, Joan. Hi, Adam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So happy to be with you So again. happy to have you here. And we are also here with Will Nunziata. Hi, Will. Hi. How are you, Adam? Good. It's so great to have you here as well. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm so happy to talk to both of you. We are talking today about your upcoming brand new one-woman show at Green Room 42. Yes. Very excited about it. And it's making its debut on March 7th. So what... Um, uh, well, first of all, before we get into the intricacies of the show, yes. let's find out how you two came to work together. Well, it's kind of a fabulous story. Um, well, fabulous to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing in an evening for Jamie DeRoy, mm-hmm. Jamie DeRoy and Friends, and uh, Will's brother Anthony came up to me. Oh, well, I'm not really sure if it was Anthony because at the time I didn't know how to tell them apart, but I, it was Anthony. Came up to me and he said, I have a show for you. And, you know, I'm from Hollywood. So I thought, mm, I'll never see him again. And sure enough, within two weeks, he called and asked me to guest in their show. And that's how I met Will. And when I was thinking about putting the show together, Anthony said, you have to talk to my brother. And I knew that Will was doing amazing things. So pretty much here we are. Yeah, no, I'm really grateful that um, Anthony introduced me to Joan. You know, I am, I've been very fortunate to work with some pretty fabulous singing actors and putting together, you know, concert events, but really with the idea of creating a theatrical event around them. And when Anthony had even just explained to me who Joan was, and then I got to witness her live and in person, actually for the first time doing a benefit that we all did on the Fran Drescher um, cruise for her charity and in just speaking with Joan I really got to get to know the human being and how relatable she is beyond the talent and then the talent on top of that it's extraordinary it's extraordinary and truly like once in a generation I will agree with all that because I've seen Joan perform several times and the most recent was uh, Joan's benefit for Shane's inspiration at Carnegie Hall it's at Two years ago now or a year? Uh, about a year, a year and a half a ago. And a half oh, ago. that's, I'm so yeah, happy you were there. it was so great. And I mean, the range of your voice. I know, I know all the press is like four octave range, which is true. But like until you hear it, you don't realize what an incredible tool you have. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I don't take that lightly. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, when, when we're in a room together, I often get startled about not only I think it's not only the fact that it's four octaves but how seamlessly she's able to traverse each of those beats within her voice in such with such abandonment 
and vulnerability. And I know we're going to get into, as you say, the intricacies of the new show. But I really have to say that for the people that have seen Joan before, um, they're going to be getting someone who is, I think, more than ever, really attacking with such love and joy, vulnerability, and, excuse my French, cojones, this material like they've never seen before. Mm. I get startled during Mm -hmm. our rehearsals. I mean, this woman's talent is boundless. Yes. Truly. Wow. Thank you. Now, when you sing your four octave range, in your head, do you have to like say, okay, I'm going up now, or is it just so natural at this point? You know, that, that is a really good question. I, I still study pretty much every week. I've studied singing my whole life. Mm-hmm. So my technique is there, but it's in the back. But believe me, if I know I'm going for some huge high note, uh, I just, I don't think about where it's going, but what I do is I plant myself. And then I think about what I'm saying, because if you take the attention off your voice and you put it on what you're trying to communicate, mm-hmm. the voice knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I love working with Will so much because there's no, I can't, mm-hmm. and there's no idea that he doesn't like, but he will say, yes, and how about if we, but I know that I am in in such good hands. Mm-hmm. I'm so confident I'm, uh, that Will, his eye is unbelievable. So if he says, try this, I go there. And it's not, a, it's a long way of, long answer of saying it's not about my voice. Although in this particular show, I think, would you agree that there's more colors than ever? Because it's mm. not just a tiny voice or a great big belt voice. It's, we're using everything. Joan has this ability as not only an actor and a singer and someone who continues on a weekly and daily basis work on something called craft. But this is a human being who has the ability to traverse so many different nuances and colors and textures in a a, a heartbeat, in a snap of a finger. And the only word that I can that I can come up with that I think describes the beats of the show, whether you're crying one moment, laughing hysterically, you literally being like, "Wait, she? Why isn't she? And she will be, you know, tomorrow winning her Tony Award. You know, she can be, you know, belting Mama Rose from one moment to like literally making you laugh. You're like, oh my God, she should have her own Netflix special. Where's her next situational comedy? To like giving you this like almost Marlena Dietrich spotlight moment where you're like. Holy F, you know, you're welcome. You don't have to bleep that out. (laughs) This woman is, she has so many different colors that she brings a different character to each piece that makes every beat in this show devastating. Mm. Devastating. I'm I'm at a loss for words because that's such that sets such a high expectation. But but knowing both of your talents, you as a director and Joan as a performer, I know it's there because I've seen several of the shows that you have directed, and you have a clear vision for every single person you work with, and you have a clear way of getting them to every every way to connect all the dots to make the through line that you talk about. 
So. Oh, I, I can't say enough about Will. Today, as a matter of fact, I won't say what, but there was a song that Will had been pushing and I kept saying, you know, I don't relate to this song. It's a beautiful song. It's a Streisand song. I, it's not for me. And he held his ground. And today we're rehearsing it and Will said one thing and I dissolved into tears. And mm. I thought, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe... That is a good song for me. But I think that that is the um, skill of a really brilliant director. It's like a puzzle piece, and they know how to move one puzzle piece to get where you need to go yes. and in the landscape of the vision that he's had for the show all along. So I am so excited. I'm so excited because I really think that it doesn't feel like a cabaret show. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, God bless. You know I love doing cabaret yes. show, but... It really does, as Will said. It's a theater piece. It's a one-woman show. Um, and, you know, I've been in this business for quite a while, so I've got some really fun stories, and I'll say to Will, I can't say that, and they'll go, <laughs> oh, yeah, we want to hear that. Or I can't show that, oh, yeah. Whereas in the past, it might have been a little more guarded. There's mm -hmm. no hold barred, I think, with this one, because Will said, well, that's not you, but this is you, and mm -hmm. we're putting this on the stage. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also, I mean, it's a, team, it's a team effort. It really is, especially when we put together something like this. You know, thank you for what you said, but, you know, it is a team effort, and Best Idea wins. Joni has come to the table with so many fun anecdotes. It's kind of like sometimes, you know, how do you, how do you put them all in, and how do you mm -hmm. even choose and that um you know but for the assignment of march 7th which is coming up joan has been so effing you don't have to bleep it out you're welcome <laughs> so effing courageous to let go of a lot of the security blankets mm -hmm. and for someone who is already so accomplished i mean adam you have to understand this is someone who within the last year sold out birdland headlined carnegie hall mm -hmm. Um, this is someone who has, you know, made an incredible leap from Los Angeles to New York and has had such a phenomenal career and still is going for it and not only going for it, but is actually doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's through Joan's actions, she becomes relatable as well because people can lean into this phenomenal talent, but then actually, and I'm hoping, get to meet the human being who you just want to pull up with a stool and a counter and have a cup of coffee and just like trust this woman with your deepest, darkest secrets. And so within what Joan brings with her too, and I hope that this show that I believe is going to as well, is that within this epic talent and story that we're going to be presenting, there's a beautiful intimacy, mm -hmm. as if we're eavesdropping in on a moment with Joni and her kids, or with her father, or with us. And more importantly, at least from an audience perspective, and also as her director, herself. So based upon where you are now, what would you say has been the most difficult part of the show to, to, to write or to, to do? Well, you know, when I first put together, uh, when Andrew McBean and I first put together our first show, I was in a very, very different place. Mm -hmm. It was six years ago. I was just jumping off back in, you know, after a life in um, television and concerts, I kind of jumped back in. And so I'm a very different person than I was six years mm -hmm. ago, as we all are. Um, so some of the songs that for me have been tried and true that I know are crowd pleasers, Will would say, you know what, 
you're not there anymore. Mm. You don't need it. That's not, doesn't say what you need to say. And so letting go of security blankets or things that I say, well, I know I can, you know, that can work. And, and, and inevitably he's right. And I say, you know what, it's a matter of figuring out what we want to say now, Mm -hmm. how we want to move people now. Mm -hmm. Because I also think that personally, I come to the table with a different uh, story than I had six years Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And I feel, Feel if I can inspire one person to have the courage to leave who you were and jump off into who you are mm-hmm. or who you could mm-hmm. be, for me, that's also what this show's about. That's wonderful. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. Because yes. I think that, and I, I might have said this before, but you know, at every age, we have this pilot light that we've had since we were little babies. That is, mm. since we were four and five and six, it's a pilot light. Mm-hmm. And it never goes out. And sometimes we dim that light mm-hmm. and sometimes we stoke that light and not to get too preachy, but it's there. And whether you say, okay, never too late, I'm going to jump on that right now. And you know what? No matter what happens, the joy of this period of time has been unbelievable. Mm, That's wonderful. Yeah. And it's true what you say about the pilot light. It is always there. And you you strike it at different times. And it's great that, that you've lit it and you're taking this leap and... I'm so excited for the show. So excited. I'm going to take a second and talk to each of you individually for a moment. So okay. I'm going to start with Will. So Will, in addition to directing, you are also a singer. A yes, singer. yes, quite talented. What from your singing life do you bring with you to your directing life? I would say I bring the sensitivity and the understanding of what it takes to get from backstage to onstage. Mm. I think that I have, um, I'm very grateful to have had some, some pretty incredible experiences of what it takes to be vulnerable, be scared, be fearful, but also realize that that fear actually comes from being one who cares. Mm. And I'm, 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 I, I truly believe and I know a lot of directors like to throw this around, but I really truly believe that I'm an actor's director and a singer's director in some way because um, I get, I just get from the doing what a lot of, at times, in the insecurities, the um, what the fears are, what the joys are, what the trepidations are, what... I'm grateful as a musician that I get to bring that wheelhouse in to the director's chair and then go to 30,000 feet to not only remind, in this case, Joan at times, I understand, but also I get to say, by the way, I got you. Mm. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? 
Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. That's beautiful. It's true. Yeah, I love that. Joan, we're going to go to you. So in preparing for a show like this, what are some things you do beforehand to ready your voice and body? And do these differ from when you're getting ready for a TV show? Well, definitely different than when I'm going to do a television show because my voice is so much a part of this show. Yes. Right? So I make sure that I work out warm up every day that I double up on my singing lessons that I really keep, you know, I always have to stop. Uh, we were talking about drinking a lot more water, but I, okay, you'll laugh at this depending on what I'm wearing. I've done this for as long as I can remember. It's not a TV show, so you can't see, but if I'm wearing something strapless, uh-huh. this is really true. I will do a million upper body workout things. So I, I don't care about the rest of it because it's hidden, but I will <laughs> work out my whole upper body. So I look like I'm in really good shape, even though it's all optical illusion. And I always try to lose about five or six pounds because I feel better. And then, you know, um, and I'll really start cutting down when I'm about two weeks in. Mm. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way because I just did a, a video thing the other day. Yes. And I was like, I'm, I went to a fitness class like right before it. And <laughs> at, towards the end of the class, the instructor was like, remember why you're here? And I said to myself, I'm here so I could lose two pounds because the camera's going to add eight. <laughs> so I need to like work right? extra that's, hard. That's so I get right. Exactly so it's inspiring. What you're saying. I yes. walk everywhere. Well, the thing that I love so much about New York, it's not that hard because I walk everywhere. Yes. And I always say that in LA, the most exercise I get is walking from the parking lot into the grocery store. <laughs> and you have to drive, you have to park close in LA. Like here, if something's seven blocks away people will say oh it's close just a few blocks right. and it's seven blocks in LA if you are not parked right by the door it's a bad parking spot so wow. I so love I don't that. even wear my Fitbit in LA because it's depressing <laughs> your Fitbit's going backwards in LA <laughs> it's that bad and it yells at me it'll go yeah. last week you had 20,000 steps today you have 800 I mean I hate that oh thing oh my god that's terrible that's when you just take it and throw it that's right. Out the window. That's yeah. right. Yes. All right. We're going to switch gears. We're going to take a break from some questions and we're going to play a game. I mean, not that there aren't questions in the game, okay, but good. we're going to switch, switch it up. So this game is called One Woman. Uh, in this game, because your show is a one woman show. That's good. I was wondering where that was going. (laughs) So in this game, we're going to find out which woman you would want to talk to or have with you in the below situations. And this in the will below be situations? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to give you some situations. And oh, you're in the below? <laughs> I was thinking below. Joan, this is, this is, okay. this is a, a, a family show. show. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah. Okay, so if you could play cards with one of your female idols, who would you play against? Oh, well, for sure, Hillary Clinton. I would play cards with her. She won't cheat. <laughs> and I could ask her all kinds of questions while we were playing cards. I love that. Yeah, but I would let her win. Oh, that's nice of you. But I'm bummed. But I'm Yes. Wow. And Will, the game's for both of you. Oh, goodness. Um, I would love to play cards with Judy Garland. Mm. I would just, I would, I, I want to play cards 
because I know that Francis Gump's gonna come out. I want I want to play cards with, after she has a few drinks. I want Franny to come out. I love that. I love that too. Who would you want to go on vacation with, and where would you go? Well, I know it's a corny answer, but oh, does it have to be a celebrity or just a person? No, it could be anybody. Uh, my husband. I love to travel oh, with no, him. But it does have to be a woman. Oh, okay. Let me think about that. Who would I love to travel with? Yes. Um, I don't know. You go. I would, I would say, love to travel with anybody. I would say my mom. I was going to say my mom too, but I, think I, the four of us. But I think, uh, yeah, oh. I, I, you know, as you know, my mom, when I was a kid, the reason, the reason that I love it here so much is my mom used to bring me on these amazing trips every year here to New York. And we would see seven Broadway shows in seven days, Oh my god! mostly musicals. And, um, she's 93 now. Okay. So traveling with her is not an option. So that's absolutely what came to my mind mm. first. I love that. I love that yeah, too. I would say I would say my mom or my sister, you know, kind of keeping oh, in the would family. Be fun. Yeah. And my niece, my niece Willow. Mm. She's adorable. I saw pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all Joseph, yeah. my husband's yes. side of the family. She's a beautiful girl. But Fran would always be fun to to travel with. My mom with. loves yeah. you, Adam. Yeah. Well, I love her, and I love I love your mommy. Oh, thank you. We all have good mommies. We do. We're very, We're very lucky. lucky. That we are yes. very lucky. Yes. Yes. Um, so if you could write a love letter about one woman in your life, who would you write about? Well, 100% my mom. Mm. Not even a question. She's an extraordinary woman, really. I, I love that. My mom taught me about unconditional love. Mm. And she used to say in our family, because we have everything in our family. We have every color we have every sexuality we have everything in my immediate family of 35 and my mom used to say in our family we take them how we get them and from that i learned total unconditional love and so yeah that's beautiful i would say my mom too yeah i would say my mom too well you wrote that beautiful song about your mom the gift is you oh yeah yeah i mean look at i mean how powerful it is as artists right we can all attest that you know at times of uh Hardship, we get to sometimes create something. And, you know, when my mom had breast cancer, it became, it was the time that Anthony and I write about, you know, my mom going through it as a breast cancer at the time, you know, tr- trying to survive. And God bless, she's a survivor now. And, uh, yeah, and um, I have to say that, you know, hearing about Joan and her mom's relationship, it was important for me that uh, that we show that unconditional love of a baton that essentially... Her, I would say both her parents passed along to her mm-hmm. that she not only passed along and passes along to uh, her daughters, but to people as a performer and yeah. a human. So I, I'm proud that when you mentioned that, Joni, that it is it is all over the show, too. And I think that's a testament to your mom. And I think you bring that into a lot of your work, too. Oh, I will thank say. you. I will say. I mean, in, in all the songs you sing, the stories you tell, and... Um, I mean, when, when, I hope I can say this. Sure. Tell me if I can. Of course. When you were on Saved by the Bell as Tina, I mean, she loved everybody and she was so supportive and a cheerleader for everybody. And I think that probably came from you as well. Yeah, that's very interesting because, you know, there was just a little side, there was someone else cast in that part. Did I ever tell you that? Um, And a week they did the pilot and they decided to recast her. And so they took a lot of my quirkiness and Mm -hmm. whatever came into my Tina but for the audition itself um, I made this choice there was all the network people sitting there and it was really scary it's one of the first times I'd ever gone to network it it was my first series 
Um, so that means you walk into a room and the suits are there. There are women and men and they're all sitting there with papers just staring at you like, make me laugh. So I thought, how am I going to really do this? And I decided, she's a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So I walked, you know, they say, Joan Ryan, and you walk in the door, right? I walked in the door uh, with a bunch of books and I dropped all the books on purpose. <laughs> And they howled. I mean, it doesn't sound so funny now, but yeah. you know, when the stakes are so high yeah. and everybody's nervous, I just said, well, I better use that. And I dropped them and then I had to pick them up. So I think in auditions, you pretty much get it in the first, you know, 20 seconds yes. when you walk in the room. Yes. Well, and I also think that there's a testament to you not only thinking outside the box, but also you bringing to any situation you do, any song that you do, its own set of life or death stakes. Because if there isn't, why do it? Right. Do you know what I mean? That you make the choice. And I have to also say that, that all of this show, Joni makes really strong choices. Mm-hmm. And again, like without an audience, we're not going to fully know if it's going to land, but it's, she's going to commit to it and it's going to be interesting and funny and devastating. God willing. I don't know why I just sounded like <laughs> that. And devastating. God bless. Well, I wish we had one preview, but you know what? This is going to be the preview. We'll yes. see what happens. And then you'll learn from whatever the experience is, and you'll bring that to the next That's performance. That's right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, so uh, who do you want to bake with, and what bake or cook with, and what would you make? Oh, I'd love to cook with Lady Gaga. Mm. I love Lady Gaga. I just think she's one of the most extraordinary women on the planet. And then who would you... Oh, my God. Who would I cook with? Um, I would probably cook with Joan because I'd be scared out of my wits. And they say, you know, do things that scare you. That's right. So get in the kitchen with Joan. (laughs) (laughs) And there's your next TV show, In the Kitchen with Joan. So now we're going to go back to the questions. Um, Well, actually, we only have two questions left. So in addition to this show, are there other projects you guys can tell us that you have coming up? Uh, Well, I'll tell you what's... uh, Am I allowed to talk about the TV series? No, I'm not allowed to talk about it yet, but okay. there's a TV series in the works, another one. That were developed, that, um, well, yeah, I mean, look at the beauty of art is, you know, I knew that, we both knew that when we were going to work together on the show, something else would happen, and something to not go into detail has come up. I'm, I'm creating um, an original TV series that has a fabulous part that Joan's going to be playing, that we're developing right now. You know, not to jinx it and give away the specifics, but, you know, it's that, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting, and there are people on the other end that are excited to be involved with it as well. So, um, I'm excited too. I have been missing you on TV. Thank so you. So it would be great to have you back. Thank you so much. I've been doing um, this other web series that I think is going to be wonderful too, called My Sweet Life. But I can never mm. remember if it's called The Sweet Life. It's the one that wasn't Zach and Cody. Okay. Remember? So I don't know. Oh which yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's going to be wonderful, but I am also so excited. This project that Will um, co-wrote with his friend is so funny. Oh, cool. And I do read a lot of scripts, and mm-hmm. I don't always laugh out loud funny mm-hmm. or go, oh, my God, I have to play this. And I said to Will after he sent me parts of the script, I said, the very last time I felt this was when I saw Ruthless Off-Broadway in New York, and mm-hmm. I said, I don't, and I was three months pregnant. I said, I don't care what it takes. I will play this part in L.A. And I just knew what the part was. Mm. And that's how I feel about this project. So I'm really excited. So in addition to where we take this show, we'll be doing that show. So I'm really excited oh, about it. And also, I've, I have a few other theater projects that I'm working on that I think, you know, 
Joni is very much suited for. Obviously, I, I'm the director on it, but I'm not worried about our future collaboration. This is... Um, this is just the first of many. Correct, correct. And I, and I really believe in the life of the show we're creating um, in terms of it not only being a one night only in New York. It's, it's going to have a life in New York and beyond. It's going to be Joan around the world. Yes, I go nowhere without you. So you're going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, we are down to the final question. Oh. Can you believe it? I can't. Exciting. Love your so, interviews. Oh, thank Adam. you. We have so I much love talking fun. to both of you. You are so great. I always end my interviews by playing off the title of my podcast, Burying It All with Call Me Adam. So if you could bear it all and reveal something that you have not told in a previous interview, what would you share today? Wow, I wasn't prepared for that one. I have to think about it. I mean, I have no problem bearing it all. I did just sing with the skivvies. I know. Oh, my God. But I, I love them. But I'm trying to think. If Ask me the question again. If you were to bear it all and reveal something about you that you have not told in a previous interview, what would you say? Or you could think of it in this terms as well. Do you have a habit or something that you do in the privacy of your own home that like if somebody walked in on you seeing you doing that you would be like oh my god I can't believe they just saw me do that well it's not cleaning (laughs) (laughs) well off of that off of that you gave me an idea of something that people would be maybe a little bit horrified I've been delusionally um, convinced for years and so my husband literally gave me the mirror and said no Will you're not good at that um, I've been de- delusionally um, obsessed with the fact that I think I'm a really great cleaner, where I'm actually not a good cleaner at all. I'm a really great organizer and thrower-outer. I'm really good at like creating clean lines, but like around them, like things called dust bunnies, and what takes the actual work and labor, I'm not good at, because I think there's a laziness factor there. So I'm learning to really lean into um, dusting, that makes me so happy because i rehearse in your house all the time i've never noticed it not clean (laughs) i know what i'm getting you for your birthday (laughs) (laughs) exactly um i think one of the things that i have um i may sound strange but um that's what i'm that's what i want okay you know i don't really talk about it that much but the truth is uh being in Los Angeles with my family is such a, um, a phenomenally, I'm so grateful for my family life and for what I have there. And, but New York has always been my home. I mean, even when I was a young kid, people would say, where are you from? I'd say New York because <laughs> I love, I would get off the plane and be so profoundly happy. Mm. Um, so sometimes, you know, I go home quite a bit to see my family, but the truth is, here is where I want to live for the rest of my life. Um, and it, it just, I feel like New York is expansive. And so for me, the truth is, this is really where I would like to make my future, have my family move here, and just really make New York the rest of my life. So wow. plus it's easier to get around, and the manicurist is across the street. <laughs> And they give a nice manicure, I could tell. Thank from your you. Mouth. But I mean, you know, if I go for a manicure at home, it's I'll get home in two hours. There, it's like I, I I'm I'm gone. I'm yeah. 
I mean, not to trivialize it, because I really do mean that. Yeah. I think there is no place in the world like here. Yeah. And it some... feeds your soul. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody writes songs about New York. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's the whole interview. That was thank, wonderful, Adam. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Thank you both. And I know everybody listening to this podcast is going to come see Joan's show, directed by Will, March 7th at the Green Room 42, 9.30 p.m. And I'll have the ticket link up on my website at callmeadam.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him at him Live for the business of show CallMeAdam.com Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit CallMeAdam.com. And follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CallMeAdamNYC.